well, a CPA was a requirement and this individual indicated that she had one, but she obtained it in another country and it was the equivalent. Well, come to find out when we had to terminate her for, I would say, performance issues and really questioning whether she had these skills, we determined that she didn't hold those credentials Mm -hmm. um, and that she indeed lied about them. Are you a business leader looking for strategies and tactics to help you navigate leadership and HR challenges as you scale? Each week on While We Were Working, we bring you our 35 plus years of experience doing exactly this for companies just like yours. For more game-changing HR and leadership insights and to connect with us, check us out at whilewewereworking.com. Hey, what's going on? Thank you for tuning into episode 55 of While We Were Working. It's the show that helps you become a better leader of your small business or small team. I'm Joey Price, founder of Jumpstart HR. And as always, I'm joined by our awesome co-host and consulting practice manager here at Jumpstart. Her name is Summer Keytron, and she brings years of HR experience from the trenches to help make this an awesome show and an awesome organization. This week, we have some very interesting topics. You may be surprised at how many people that work at your organization now lied on their resume to get their job. The stats may surprise you. It's more than you might think. And you're going to want to listen to this conversation. Other thing that we're going to talk about is cost of living adjustments and performance management play in salary and whether you should always tie salary increases to performance or not. So we'll get a little bit technical there, all to help you be a better leader. I know it's performance management season for those who do it annually. And uh, as always, if you like this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the show. Leave a five-star review. If you're tuning in on YouTube, hit that like button, the subscribe button, and we'll keep pushing out really great content. Uh, Summer, how you doing? Hey, Joey, doing great, man. This is a wild topic to be thinking about. I mean, if I heard you correctly, one in three of your coworkers essentially lied to get their job. That's right. That's right. So uh, this topic for while we were working is all about the number of people who lie on their resume to get a job. And this is only the number of Americans that have admitted to lie on their resume. It's not the ones who had did it and didn't say. So this article comes from Human Resources Director. It was published on November 28th, uh, 2022, written by John Corrigan over at, uh, over at HRD. And, um, the stats show that 32% of Americans admit to lying on their resume. Now, Summer, does that number surprise you? Yes and no. I mean, when I think about it as one in three, that number is really staggering. But as somebody who has spent many years interviewing and reviewing resumes and actually catching many of these folks during the screening process, there's another part of me that also isn't surprised at the same time. Yeah, I couldn't agree more uh, because... Sometimes people will embellish their uh, experiences 
sometimes not outright lying about easy things to catch, like where'd you go to school or uh, what employer did you have? But maybe they're lying about um, the responsibilities that they've had or lying about the skills that they that they have uh, acquired along the way. Uh, so I, I could see this number honestly being way higher. And um, I partly blame, you know, folks for, for doing this. But I also think about the whole alignment with, with HR tech and um, uh, not search engine optimization, but resumes and keywords, right? For mm-hmm. more than a decade, we have told people to make their job descriptions match uh, the keywords in a resume or in a job description. And sometimes that might mean people lie a little bit. So I think there's, I think there's, there's blame on both sides. <laughs> yes, this, this article mentions uh, a few things that I wanted to ensure that our listeners um, and those joining us today uh, also had, because I think this is what, this is, this is really what I see playing out um, in the market, not, not just now, but, but previous. And that is, um, what, what are people lying about and, and what's driving them to lie? So 44% um, who admitted to lying did so because they lacked the necessary qualifications for the job that they wanted. And uh, this is actually something that I've uncovered quite a bit during the interview and screening process. One of the things that I've seen uh, that, you know, I'll kind of draw everybody's attention to is in regards to graduating with a college degree or actually completing a certificate. So one of the things that I have seen uh, folks put on their resume is that they'll put the name of the school and the program. And, you know, to me, that implies that they've actually received that degree. But if you ask folks and you start digging into the details, my specific question is, did you graduate? It's very much a yes or no answer. And I'll, I've gotten so many different responses, Joey. No, I'm like, I haven't finished. I just need a few more classes or um, I just didn't do, you know, whatever it was, X, Y, Z. And it's like, okay, well, if you have it on your resume, then you know that individuals are going to look at it and like interpret that as you finished, unless you put something very specific that says in progress, or if they choose to put a date, a start date to present, right, implies it's in process. So um, I've actually seen that where folks get far into the interview process, and I get invited to meet with them, I find this, and then of course, you know, they can't be considered any longer. And then a short story I'll share with you where I've seen this happen to um, a, a really concerning degree is an individual who was hired for a very high level controller position and had a lot of responsibility for a big company's finances. Mm-hmm. Well, a CPA was a requirement, and this individual indicated that she had one, but she obtained it in another country and it was the equivalent. Well, come to find out when we had to terminate her for, I would say, uh, performance issues and really questioning whether she had these skills, we determined that she didn't hold those credentials mm-hmm. um, and that she indeed lied about them. And, you know, we fell for it until we kind of caught on that um, maybe the skills and the education wasn't there. 
Yeah, and you know, between between wanting to believe the best about people and between it uh just being that much more uh legwork to confirm enrollment and uh degree uh received, we can get lost in the shuffle of like, oh well it's on their resume, it must be true. And it it's not to the goal of covering this article, I don't think is to make all of us into a skeptics overnight, but but I, I'm a big fan of giving of giving projects, right? When when you're in a role that requires a level of uh, autonomy or decision making, um, give people projects so you can sort of see where their experience lies. And also, uh, I'm a huge fan of situational question in the interview process. So like, tell me about a time when you X, Y, Z. And um, I listen for specific things to grasp whether or not they truly have an understanding of the concept. Um, but but this just, man, it, it just makes recruiting that much more difficult because no one has a 100% rate for selection, placement, and retention of their of their applicants um but but there are some things we can do to either um sniff out uh folks who may be lying or to confirm that whether they're lying or not they still understand the the task at hand absolutely and one of the other items in this article that it mentioned those that completed the survey were lying about was their prior experience and so Again, if you're interviewing somebody, it's really important to look at um, how long they mentioned that they worked in a certain role and look for inconsistencies or if there's gaps, you know, seek to understand, you know, what, you know, what it is that those individuals were truly doing during that time. And what we find is that oftentimes if folks are going to lie in regards to how long they worked at a job, it's to cover up being fired or partying on bad terms from a previous employer. So, you know, I love to drop little nuggets of information on like how to try to minimize this. And, you know, I've mentioned it on prior episodes, but I'll bring it up again. And it's, you know, the old trusty job application. I know um, that many companies have steered away from kind of that traditional application form, but in these cases, it can be uh, essential because if you think about, you know, the purpose of an application, it is, you know, has a section for education certificates and it typically says, you know, did you graduate? Yes or no. So it's pretty clear. It also has dates of employment where you are expected to actually write a date as opposed to just a year. So if you get into a situation with a team member where you determine they weren't being truthful and you have an application, you know, they've signed at the bottom that they understand that that falsifying their application may result in termination of their employment. That's pretty clear and straightforward if you need to part ways. Yeah. And um I've I've had to go back to that uh in, in several instances in my HR career when you're looking for a justification of like, oh well, why is this person not working out? And you do the legwork and you realize they're not working out because they haven't put in the work that they said they put in. <laughs> right. Um, so that, that that is a great a great piece of advice. I guess another thing that I would share is 
with those first, we, we talked about, you know, probationary periods in another episode and how you shouldn't call it a probationary period. But in those first uh, weeks of acclimating a, a, a new team member, that's that's the time to, to figure out, you know, their depth of, uh, of experience and if that's going to translate into long-term success for your team. There's an adage of hire slow, fire fast, uh, but I recognize not all teams are in a position to do that. So when you do bring a person on board, you, you need to take the time to assess their, their skills and uh, the depth of their, of their skill set. Absolutely. Well, this has been a really fun topic. I'm curious to hear from our viewers and listeners uh, what they think about it. And uh, if you have any questions uh, for us that we can answer on future episodes, uh, to go ahead and send them to us because we love answering them on the show. Uh, they, you guys can reach us at uh, hello at jumpstart-hr.com. But Joey, I think we're ready to transition to our next segment of the show, Consultants Corner. Are you ready for it? Let's do it. This week, we have a, a comment that came in. Um, it says, our company has a history of giving a COLA, which for those who aren't in the alphabet soup world of benefits, it's cost of living adjustment. Okay. So our company has a history of giving a cost of living adjustment and no performance-based increases. That seems like it fosters mediocre performance. What are your thoughts and how do we fix this? Well, uh, sounds are, like they need to hire us, Joey. Yeah, they need to hire <laughs> us because this, this sounds like they answered their own question here as far as it's right. uh, incentivizing mediocre performance. I would argue it's, it, it incentivizes no performance, uh, let alone mediocre. But Summer, what do you what do you think on this topic? Should that should something change about the way that this organization is looking at uh, performance and raises? Absolutely, I I've worked with companies who have had a blanket increase, and I've seen this play out firsthand. That you know you'll have those that are uh, just motivated um, for the company mission. You know they believe it in more than just pay, and you know they. They are, they are essentially like self-motivated, but then there's a segment of your team who is going to chase the pay and benefits, and that is the carrot. So when I hear about a company that's doing just a COLA, you know, part of me says, well, that's great because it's better than nothing. But, you know, we've just spoke about even recently on some of our episodes that, you know, even the average increase, you know, when you take into account inflation, team members are actually making less when you factor all of that in. Uh, so I think about those challenges, Joey, and how it would be awfully difficult to retain high performers in a company where they're not feeling like they're necessarily being rewarded for that extra effort that, mm -hmm. that they believe and that they are putting in. That's a real problem. Yeah, it is. I mean, you want to um, be aware of the team members that uh, A, contribute at a higher level, uh, but then B, separately, go above and beyond what is asked of them. Um, and those are the folks that, that, like, there's a difference between being highly skilled and highly engaged. 
And so realizing that you even want to take into account both of those and tie them to um, increases at the end of the year, because obviously a, a highly skilled person will be able to produce at a certain level. But that highly engaged person, you definitely want to reward that as well. And so just giving blanket uh, increases across the board, that to me says, um, you know, we, we reward you uh, showing up. We don't care what you do uh, or how effective your performance is. Well, I'm sure over the years, Joey, you've had your fair share of conversations with team members who were either underperforming or maybe um, just like, you know, those that just kind of fly under the radar, right? Where, you know, the manager isn't totally, uh, totally happy with the level of performance, but they don't really have enough like of something tangible to see that team member out the door just yet. And, you know, we see this in large organizations all of the time, you know, they kind of just get lost in the shuffle. But I think the biggest challenge that I see with having this type of program is, you know, you have that team member who is doing the bare minimum, not enough to, to lose their job. And you have the team member who is fully engaged, putting in that extra effort, really doing more than their fair share and they're looking at that that person next to them barely getting by and realizing that they were just given the same increase yep that's a part that i really struggle with and think about you know the manager uh of this team right so maybe it's outside of their control because they don't have direct influence in the compensation strategy of the organization but their hands are kind of tied as like, hey, I want to keep really good people around, but you're making it incredibly hard for me because I can't reward the person who's doing a great job. And so not only does that frustrate the employee who's the recipient, but it also can frustrate the manager who is uh, in need of really great folks to to drive their organization forward. So I think the takeaway from this is that there needs to be some sort of factor in order to drive that that performance. And I think for some companies, it means, you know, having a pay structure that does reward performance, or perhaps it's, you know, separate from base pay, maybe it is a bonus structure that rewards performance. And you know, we, we have a ton of experience building these at a highly complex and even a very simplified level that has, you know, all of them, you know, all of the essential components um, to help a company build on it and take into account uh, their financial situation. Because I think sometimes companies steer away from more complex plans because they don't necessarily have the experience or knowledge on how to build a sustainable plan. Uh, but we've we've had a lot of success in that area, Joey. And I would say, you know, if you're a small business or people leader and you're thinking, you know, yes, we do something similar and maybe not recognizing, you know, some of the challenges uh, that it, you know, would present, you know, reach out and let's let's have that you know, free 15 minute chat about how we could partner uh, and come up with, you know, some better solutions that will help your company thrive. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and uh, you you said it. We help teams with this all the time, and I think one reason why people or or leaders get shy about increases is that they're looking at it from a standpoint of, uh, well, it's just going to be more expensive to operate my business. Well, an investment in your team should be uh, an opportunity for you to grow your business. And so we try to take a look at the full picture. Um, you know, for example, let's just kind of like walk through what that might look like if we're consulting with a, a firm. And we may say, okay, well, giving out uh, performance-based bonuses, what type of Im- impact do you think that would have on your bottom line? Do you think if you had a 5% uh, investment in your team's um, performance-based salary increase, it could have a, a 10% increase on your bottom line, a 20% increase on your, on your bottom line, or even, even top line? You have to understand the levers of your business and how investing in the right places should result in growth in your business. And so it is scary sometimes for a leader of a small business to think about uh, paying more. Um, but listen, it's it's scary to think about having to replace really good people. It's also scary to think about uh, having people on your team who aren't uh, motivated or incentivized to perform well. And it's scary to work at a place where you don't feel valued because then, I mean, you're, you're, you're checked out, you're not checked in. And so, yeah, let's, let's have that 15 minute, the free 15 minute consult by reaching over to us at jumpstart-hr.com. And we'd be more than happy to be part therapist, part coach, part consultant, uh, part administrator uh, to help you get to the goal of riding the ship of your performance management and uh, having a, a better employee experience for not only your team, but yourself too. All right. Well, this has been uh, the the episode. Summer, do you have any parting thoughts? I thought those were um, some great tips that you shared, Joey. And I think, you know, it it's going to be really important for companies to, you know, take a look at their pay policies and ensure that they, you know, have um, a, just a solid plan in place um, to help them scale their business. And as Joey mentioned, if you're a small business out there wondering how to tackle this, give us a call because we'd love to have that conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Uh, Without further ado, we'll go ahead and land the plane on this episode. But as always, it's been a pleasure. Summer, and for those of you that are viewing or tuning in, uh, go ahead and leave a a like, subscribe, five-star review, and we will see you next week. For more HR strategies that will take your company to the next level, visit whilewewereworking.com.